When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. What's up, Mike? Derek, I went shopping today. Oh my God, where did you go? <laughs> I can't hold my excitement, man. I want to tell oh, you all about it. Jesus. So I came up with a plan to go camping with Sam, who's my dog. So I went to Cabela's and I picked up the necessities, and I'm stoked. Like what? Okay, so the army issues you all this cool stuff that you want to go out and play in the woods with, but when you get out, they force you to turn it all in. So now oh, really? I ha- yeah, so now oh, I have right. to buy the civilian version which it looks cooler. It's got a cool new logo on it. It's got some peaks and stuff, different it looks names. cooler? Yeah, because it's civilian, man. It's they make everything look cool. walk around with Patagonia gear? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you always got to look cool. It's the number one rule. So I got uh, I picked up some stuff for camping that's all civilianized, basically. So I grabbed um, a folding fork. Which I do not understand what a folding fork is or the necessity for it. <laughs> so it's a spork. And the handle collapses in on the the head of the utensil. Does a spork have three or four prongs to it? This one has four. Okay. So it is a true spork. It's a spork. Throwback to our first episode. Yes. Perfect. But, like, it's not like a spork takes up a lot of room anyway. Correct. So what's the need for a folding spork? You're taking something really small and making it even smaller for no reason. No. No, it's because space is always limited, man. So what if you throw it in your pocket? But it's a, it's a spork. It's not like it's a rocket launcher that you have to save space with. It's a spork. I know, but still, you want to make everything as compact as possible. Hey, man, if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. I'm beaming with joy right now. And then you got a tent, too, right? Yeah, I got this sweet two-person tent that me and Sam are going to snuggle in. Notice you and Sam, not you and Colleen. Correct. No, you and she, Sam. Yes. Yeah, so Colleen doesn't camp. She doesn't want to go out and play in the woods. It's really sad. But anyways, so me and Sam are going to go out and we're going to go on adventures and hike. And I got two spots um, that I'm already doing some map reconnaissance on. I'm figuring out how I can do it. And then I picked up a pad to sleep with that folds in on itself. It's pretty cool. That's cool. It's going to get me off the ground. Um, My tent fits too comfortably. It's 104 centimeters high. And then, so basically I can sit up. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. Um, and then everything is a different color and then nice and bright so I, you know, I can find it. And it's heated or something you said, right? Yeah, so it's insulated um, and waterproof. Sweet. And then it can withstand winds up to 35 – or it says 35-plus mile-an-hour winds it can sustain. Okay. So then I checked out all the reviews, and the guy was like, yeah, it was horrible out. It was snowing, and the tent held up fine. Wow. Yeah, so I'm pumped. So do you have a sleeping bag too or just that mat? No, I got a sleeping bag. But I'm g- probably going to get a different sleeping bag because the one I have is like if you're staying in a 
cabin and you're just going to throw oh, this yeah. monstrosity bag into a, something else right. because of my pack. I got to keep everything as small as possible Jesus. and as light as possible. So weight equals pain. <laughs> oh my God. Let's go. So what, how big of like, how much stuff are you planning on bringing size wise? Like what is your ideal camping gear look like from a size perspective? Is it going to fill up the whole back of your car or your truck? Like, what, what are we talking about here? Everything will fit into my pack. Which is? That I wear on my back. So it's an Aegis 65, and it's made by Odyssey. Hold on. Odyssey? Odyssey? Yeah. Let me pronounce it correctly before I get sued. Hashtag none of these companies are sponsors. So, <laughs> Osprey. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm pumped. It fits... Uh, it fits a lot. It's got all these different compartments. It's got a specific spot for your poles in case you're doing anything with cross-country skis. Jesus. Yeah, it's sweet. So I'm excited, man. It's all so waterproof. So everything is going to fit on your back. Correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're a mess. I don't understand I'm why stoked. Like you're so pumped about this. I mean, I do understand because hiking is fun. Yes. But like, so with camping, I go out in Sperry's and you're like, dude, look at this folding spork I have. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. So, so I'm basically going to set up a camp next to some type of water feature, hang out with my dog, you know, cook some food, feed him his food, carry Has everything been on my back. camping before or hiking before? Yeah, we've gone on hikes, okay. but an overnight stay in the woods, he hasn't done yet. He doesn't even know what's going to happen. He's just no. going to love it. So he's up on his shots. He's He's good. Of course he is. He was all smiles when we were playing in the woods and he stays right on my hip. It's incredible. No leash or anything? No, I took it off. I brought it with me, but he was, he was good. Obviously he's got his little harness, his cute little harness Mm -hmm. and then his collar, but otherwise (laughs) he's good. You know, it's adorable, man. Yeah. I hope you have fun. When are you planning on going next year? Spring. Spring. Yeah. Once this winter's over with, I'm just going to do it on a weekend. You know, I'm all juiced up, dude. I'm ready. Good for you. Yeah. Just go get it. That's it. Tell them about it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'll probably post a ton of pics. Everybody that follows me yeah. can see it. You know, Follow you on M. Kelly. What's the? 8828. 8828. Is, is there a reference behind that? 8828. Is that a number that you So twenty eight. Yeah, 28 is my number. Okay. Um, I've had that throughout all of my time playing sports. Um, and then 88 is just a number that I was always obsessed with. I like even numbers because I'm ferocious at math, which you yeah, can ferocious. tell by this. Love yeah, it. love it. So you can tell that by this podcast, but I just like even numbers. You have OCD too a little bit, right? 100%. Yeah. 1521, which is most on all of my names, usernames or everything like that. That used to be my screen name or the ending four digits of my AIM screen name. Because Throwback. I was like, skate New York 1521. Because, you know, skater kid. I was like, yeah, this right. is pretty sick. And then the 1521 just stuck with me. So that is, every, like, my Instagram name is Derek1521. My, uh, like, Xbox, everything that I have a screen name for is always 1521 at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. It's pretty man. crazy. Yeah. Okay, get out of my head. Yeah, I know. You said the same thing I did. I know. So should we talk about what we're trying today? We should. Go for it, Mike. All right. So I'm going <clears> to <throat> discuss the history and backstory on Hartman's Distillery. Ooh. So... We're getting cherry. There's some craziness happening inside this glass, man. I haven't... I, I didn't haven't even... I didn't even... The nose yet. Yeah, we, we don't even talk about this yet, but... I'm getting yeah. a lot of cherry. Yeah, there's a lot of cherry. So Hartman's Distillery wow. is located at 55 Chicago Street in Buffalo, New York. They are in the same building as the new Resurgence Brewery. Um, they are just next door. And right in front of that rock climbing place. Yeah. So... Justin Hartman is the founder and master distiller. Cheers, man. Cheers. 
I like this. It's so smooth. It's really smooth. Wow. So he's the founder and master distiller. He and his wife moved back to their hometown of Buffalo, New York to provide quality products to the people and let them enjoy the good times once again. Justin's great-grandfather was a moonshiner in Black Rock, Buffalo, but that wasn't known until recent. So he started this distillery without knowing that it ran in his family, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Justin realized while falling in love with whiskey that the better the whiskey, the better time people were having with each other. Conversations lasted longer, phones were ignored, and better memories were being made. He spent several years traveling the country studying distilling, barreling, aging, and blending. He graduated from Moonshine University's Distillers course in Louisville, Kentucky, the heart of bourbon country, where he learned Damn. Yeah, where he learned blending techniques rooted in the 18th century French winemaking traditions. He learned the science behind barrel aging and how to produce the smoothest distillate. Distillate. Yeah, that's distillate, a word. Distillate, yeah. Distillate. Nailed it. <laughs> he also developed his own theory as to why Western New York has a superior climate and conditions for aging spirits similar to Ireland or Scotland. The fe- uh, they what? feature, Yeah, man. They feature a tasting room that provides apps, sandwiches, cocktails, wine, and beer. So what we have in front of us is the signature bourbon. <clears throat> It's a proprietary blend of high rye bourbon and high weeded bourbon aged in full 53-gallon new white oak barrels for five years and three years, respectively. Wanting to use only the best whiskey available, they source their bourbons from MGP in Indiana, which is the winner of Distillery of the Year by Whiskey Advocate in 2015. They're in the process of distilling their own high rye and high bourbon mash bills, Excuse me, which will be blended and bottled in the coming years. They also have a straight rye, a dry gin, and a vodka Mm -hmm. on top of this. Yeah, so what is important of what you just said there is this distillery, I mean, all of it was important, obviously, but this distillery, they're just starting off. So when you just open a new distillery, you're not going to be able to produce a whiskey or a bourbon in as soon as you open, because that would require you to start distilling and aging items for about two years. That's the minimum requirement for whiskey. So most companies in the area or really throughout the States that start their own distillery and they want to make whiskey, they source a lot of their whiskey from MGP, which is one of the biggest manufacturers for whiskey in the States. Yeah. So what they do is they take different whiskeys from MGP and they finish it in their barrels. That way it's already been aged to five, whatever plus years at MGP and then bring it to their facility, finish it and call it their own. Hartman's though is trying to, or is going to be producing their own stuff. So they're not going to be relying on MGP for the lifeline, the, the life, the longevity, Jesus, the longevity of their company. They're going to start distilling and making their own mash bills and doing everything in house. But in order to start building a whiskey base to build off of you have to source it from somewhere which they source it from mgp which a lot of distilleries do right but that being said not all whiskey coming from mgp's taste the same it's just the same or similar mash bill so hartman's even though they are uh this has a heavy cherry uh i'm getting like a blackberry or some sort of darker berry smell to it Mm -hmm. that is more to do with the finishing process with their barrels that they have rather than mgp itself just wanted to throw that out there. I'm glad you did, because I caught all of it. Oh, good. Good. You want to repeat it then? Yeah, verbatim. We'll start from the end and work our way to the front. <laughs> no, the, the cool thing, too, is Justin is 
a, the most humble guy I've ever met in my life. Yeah, he's a total bro. He came up to us, first of all, when we were at the 500 Pearl event. He saw us. We were in contact with him, but he was just so friendly and wanting to do everything. Yeah, I was having a conversation, and all I hear is, Mike Kelly? Michael Kelly? And I'm like, God? Like, 8828, Michael like, who, Kelly, yeah, 8828? Like, who, who is this? And I turn around, and he's like, hi, I'm, I'm Justin Hartman. And I'm like, oh. I was like, hello. I'm like, why? <laughs> Why are you initiating this conversation? Right. Like, I'm here to find you. And it was just, he's really, really down to earth. He's a good dude. Very, very smart. Very smart. Uh, if you if you were able to attend that 500 Pearl event, we did a live interview with him, mm-hmm. uh, showcasing it to everybody that attended. We didn't record it because it wanted we wanted it to be an exclusive 500 Pearl event interview. We recorded other interviews, but that Justin Hartman interview, we did not record. But in the future, we will be working with Justin to... Talk more about him, his company, his vision, and what's coming next. Yeah, it'll be a special interview. We're excited for that. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. And so, they're open now, so that's huge. Too. Yes, they, yeah. They open at the beginning in the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. So they just had their release party this past Saturday. Yeah. So it's a cool place. Awesome. They actually have. Uh, I wrote this down. A bourbon talk event too. I so, saw that on their website. Yeah. So select Saturdays out of the month or out of the year. I don't know how often they're doing it. It just said select Saturdays. But select Saturdays at noon, they're doing an open mic with Justin to talk literally anything you want to talk about for bourbon. So he's just putting himself out there. Again, one of the most humble and informative guys I've ever met in my life. He's not cocky. He will tell you exactly what you need to know in layman's terms for you to understand. Yep. He's incredible. Yeah. But they're doing an open mic to discuss whatever you want, um, anything bourbon. And the first one is actually January 11th. So if we're not doing anything, we should probably go because that'd be sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Really cool guy. We can mark that down. Yeah. But yeah, so like just the initial taste on this. It's good. It's really smooth. It is very dynamic. And it's tasting better now than when we had it there. Yeah. And it's, I swear it's these glasses. Everybody should get these glasses. Seriously, if right? If they're drinking whiskey. I'm neat. telling you. Yeah, they're good. This is. Obviously not a sponsor because we don't have any sponsors because we're not famous, but. Super famous. <laughs> Justin Hartman called you out when we were at the 500 Pearl event because he knew who you were. That's true. I, I'm able to text I'm Justin getting... Hartman NBD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting like brown sugar and honey too with this. This is a very dynamic nose. I'm all about this whiskey. A little precursor to the end of the episode. This is going to be my highest rated one. Just saying. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. I'm not. Actually, I'm not saying I'm going to flip the table, but I'm saying I'm going to flip. But the I'm going to flip this table. <laughs> Love it. So what are we talking about today? We have a lot going on. Do we have a lot going on? But. Really, we just wanted to start off with talking about your awesome shopping adventure. Anything else to add on that? Yeah, there's so much stuff. Yeah. I could go on for days. All right. Well, but I, bas- I obviously I'm not going to go on for days, but I just envision waking up with my dog in the middle of the woods and he's just super excited to be out there. Then I don't I'm know if Cleo out. would do that. Really? Yeah. Sam would 100% do that. Cleo would freak. I think he's going to be confused at night where he's like, Okay, what's going on? Why aren't we leaving? And I'm like, we're out here, bud. Like, this is it. And then I just grill up some food, catch a fish, you know? Gut it, clean it. Are you bringing a fishing pole and all that stuff? I mean, you don't really need to bring an entire fishing pole. You can fish with nothing, just a big stick. Can you stop being such an alpha? (laughs) I'm just saying. Normally, I just make a spear and just kill them. All you have to, no, I mean, really, all you have to do is just funnel them with rocks. You can just place a ton of rocks into a a fast-moving stream or creek or river, whatever, that you're in. Funnel them in, and then, or find them in a pool. Stand there completely motionless. Let them think that you're part of nature, and then just whack a stick into the water the concussion stuns them and then you scoop them out 
And then when they're on the ground, you just stand there, club them on the head, kill it. Jesus. You open them. This is not for any PETA advocates out no, there. No, I mean, this is... This is nature. Yeah, but this it's also... This is what men do. That's where your food comes from. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how you eat. So you, you open it, um, and then you pull the guts out, and then you have the entire fish, including scales. If you want, you can clean it with a knife. But, yeah, then you just put a put that on a rock next to the fire, cook it, eat it, you're good. I did that once with frog legs. Really? I went camping without anything, and we just caught frogs and had them. Everybody should do this. It was fun. Yeah. You have to live that type of life. Everybody just so you should know, be So you can gatherer. be prepared on how to survive if things go south. You never know, man. Yeah. Especially in 2019 going into 2020. <laughs> Literally anything is possible. <laughs> it's very true. Nothing is off the cards. 20 years ago, we were looking at images of microsoft issuing out warnings to reach to shut down your computer going into the new century yeah i saw that it's crazy too just to think about i was just thinking i was the other day thinking about microsoft um windows 7 and windows xp you remember those oh yeah and then windows 10 came out i remember 98 bro windows 98 but then everybody had a knip shit and they're like windows 10 this doesn't work (laughs) this operating system's garbage it's like then you design it dude (laughs) like what are you doing Stop complaining. This is stupid. Yeah. I don't want all these tiles everywhere. (laughs) I'm sorry. Your text message goes up to space and back down in three seconds. So speaking of that, Jesus, I I was watching uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, Mm -hmm. and he had a podcast with Boyan Slat, Slate, Slat. Or whatever his name is. Was it episode like 3,846? He puts out so many a day. I can't even follow. <laughs> it is so hard to catch up on his stuff. Ours is an hour long. I can't imagine three of them back to back three hours each. That is ridiculous. But anyway, Boyan Slatter, uh, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name. But he is uh, a kid who created the Ocean Cleanup Project. Oh, nice. That kid. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's going off because... They thought that he should have been the person of the year rather than Greta, but we won't, we don't have to go down that road. But I was listening to that interview, and the insane mind that you have to have to even come up with this ocean cleanup project. So basically what he described it as, and I still have quite a bit to go in the interview because it's three hours long, and I just can't watch it all in one sitting. Right. But basically what it is is it's this funnel situation. That's what made me think of it with your funneling the fish. Yeah. But it's this net that has plastic attractors to it that attracts plastic into this little funnel system that gets then circulated up into the machine and into the dumpster but they employ these in enforcers what the hell are they called i I can't remember go listen to that if joe rogan doesn't need my help but go listen to that if you have any (laughs) he literally gets 2.8 million (laughs) views of video He's a small podcast. I mean, go show him some love. It's like when everybody, when that Post Malone song came out, and they're like, oh my God, Ozzy's really good. He should feel honored. Like, yeah. he does not need anyone's help. Like, Ozzy Osbourne has sold. I'm not even going to get into it. Don't get me started. I'm too juiced as it is. But anyway, go take a listen to it because it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. They're deploying them in, <clears throat> I think, like 0.1% of rivers, but there's very very few rivers in the world that are actually contributing to the total plastic volume in the ocean yeah it's not every river every river has pollution in it but they are uh, i think it's in lithuania i'm totally butchering this so if you haven't listened to it and if you're interested but it is really remarkable what this kid did when he was very young and it's just starting now and it's been six years since he first came up with this idea there's a girl that made a enzyme that breaks down plastic oh really yeah 
And then she was also in the same conversation as him for person of the year because she can literally break down plastic and the carbon date on plastic is astronomical. Right. That's why they're like, we need to figure out something better than plastic. And now they're in that podcast too. They were talking about what his next project would be once this takes off because he just wants to keep helping. And he was saying he hasn't had a day off for like six years because mm-hmm. all he's been doing is working on this. But the next project that Joe Rogan told him to start tackling, because why just not just tell this kid what to do? He does everything anyway, but is to build something to take carbon out of the air to help with global warming and all that stuff. So there's these like skyscrapers that act as vacuums that can take this stuff out of the air. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You can ionize the air. All right. Don't know what that means. Yeah, I I know. But it, you could you charge, to explain that to us. You can charge the particles. That's why the air is so crisp in mountains. Does it have to anything to do with an electric eel? No. No. I've actually, I learned this through work. Um, there's a company that specializes in it specifically, and we work with them. But they can charge the partic- like the particles in the air, and then it creates them to fall oh, really? because they're heavy. So it's just going to be acid rain on everybody? No, 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 no. So it's an, it's an atomic level. So you... Throw so an atomic bomb on everybody? No, goodness. <laughs> so the particles have a certain charge. They go through... No, goodness. They go through a system... Um, and then they get positively charged and or negative. It's I, it's the opposite of what they are. I can't remember specifics because I don't. It's we not don't my do company. This. I don't yeah, work don't for do them. This. I work for somebody else. Yeah. But um, you charge the particles and then it causes them to fall out of the air because they're too heavy to remain where mm-hmm. they're at. And then when they fall, you can literally vacuum them up. Casinos use them for smoke. Um, and then that's why the air is so crisp really? in mountains. Yeah, that's why the air is so crisp in mountains because the the particles are charged and they fall. So you get better, cleaner air because Oh, I don't know that. The dirty particles want to pick up the extra charge and then grab all the other garbage in the air. So yeah. Look at this. Yeah. This has become an educational podcast. Look at that. We're not talking about whiskey anymore. We're talking about charging the particles in the air. This is it. This is pretty cool. So yeah, so that's um casinos use it, arenas unit use it, uh corporate office buildings use it, and they essentially just charge the particles in the air, they fall, and then with general cleaning, you can clean the air without really realizing it. It's pretty interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. So, none of what we talked about is a sponsor yet, but it definitely could no. be. And none of what we talked about is probably even remotely accurate, just so you know. <laughs> Take everything we say with a grain of salt. It's a good time. Yeah, it is a very good time. So, anything else about this uh, Hartman's bottle before we jump into um, other segments? No. Uh, they're oh goodness. We got to drink again. These are getting quicker, dude. <laughs> they are it. seriously. Cheers. All right, so they're brand new. They haven't necessarily won an award. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something we always touch on for each distillery. But because they just opened at the beginning of December, they haven't won yet. Mm-hmm. Um, keyword yet because yeah, they're still incredible. So I'm sure they will. They will. But yeah, so you talk about everything else that they offer, right? Yeah, I went over their menu. Uh, they have a full tasting room. They have for, a full kitchen too, right? Yeah, they do. Well, kind of, but they do ab sandwiches. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then, but they have plans for growing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they're and then they have cocktails, wine, and beer tasting room. They do tours, and they're attached to Resurgence, and they're on Chicago Street, mm-hmm. and then their warehouse is across the street. That place is that area is booming right now. Yeah, it is. I love it. There's cool not too many spots in Buffalo that are not booming. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Very good point. It's crazy. We've had consistent cranes up and running for different projects. 
in the last about six years, I'd say. Yeah. You always see some crane op working mm-hmm. on something. HSBC, uh, Seneca One Tower, yeah. whatever you want to call it nowadays. <laughs> that's yeah, that thing's been getting... a work in project since the turn of the century. Yeah, but the, the, it actually got a facelift. I don't know why I'm stuttering. Probably because I'm too juiced up right now. You're already probably. out of water. Yeah, I know, really. Dude, I'm go. so parched today. I don't know why. Really? I hate that word because I always feel like I'm saying perched, which means I'm sitting. And that would be an awkward conversation to have when I'm Are you perched? Like thirsty. Yeah, man. Like, I've finished my water. I'm very perched. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But, there you go. But yeah, I'm already out of water. I got you. We can fill up. Yeah. So, talking about this bottle a little bit. Last week, I talked about the Lockhouse bottle having yes. the raised logo on it. I was incorrect. Uh, that is one thing that separates our podcast from others. We do correct our errors. Uh, I don't know who that shot was for, but it was for somebody. Um, this one <laughs> does have the Good raised. Lord. The... <laughs> I don't know what my target is. I'm just going to start shooting. <laughs> sounds good, bro. Too soon, bro. Too soon. Uh, so, yeah, Hartman's. <laughs> the... Oh, my God. <laughs> Hartman's logo. <laughs> the Hartman's logo is raised Jesus on the Christ. bottle. I'll let you roast in that for do. a while. Please do. So, Hartman's is raised <laughs> on the actual bottle. We'll rate it later as we get through yeah. this episode. I don't know if we get through this episode. No, the NSA won't. might shut us yeah, down. It's fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's literally engraved on the bottle. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's sweet. Goodness. Similar bottle to Lockhouse, though, with overall shape. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. All right, dude. What are we... Are we touching on Spotify and ratings and all that good stuff? Let's do it, bro. All right. Let's, you want to talk about the little segment we have for today? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So before we get shut off, um, we're going to go through the yearly favorites. Since this is going to be airing on December 30th, which means the next day is going to be the new year or next two days is going to be the next new year. Right. So I wanted to do a segment here that goes through our highlights of this past year in different segments. So the first one is, have you, do you have a new favorite song or a favorite artist that you either found this year or found a new love for this year? And if so, what is it? The short answer is no. I found them in All right, well, that was it. Thanks, guys. Yep, take care. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> my buddy turned me on to this band in 2009. No, Derek, this is a dumb segment. <laughs> yeah, so my buddy turned me on to this band in 2009. I've been listening to them ever since. And I eclipsed the benchmark of listen to them the most, I guess, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band's name is Parkway Drive. They're a metal band from Australia. I've seen them the most out of any other band except for All That Remains. I think I've seen All That Remains one or two more times, more than Parkway. But I've seen Parkway more than six six times. I'm starting to lose count. Every time they're here, I go see them, whether it's Niagara Falls or downtown or Rochester. They're awesome. And then their song that I listened to the most in 2019 was Kronos. Oh, okay. Off their new album. But, yeah. So they've been around for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love Parkway. How many albums do they have? Do you know? Off the top of my head, no. But more, more than, than five? Yes. I can I can check, but yeah, I'll just check. Go ahead. What That's about cool. you? So anybody that knows me knows that my favorite all-time band is Silverstein. Hell yeah. That is the tattoos on my arm. That is literally my whole life. I've been listening to them since I first started really getting into that type of scene music in middle school, I think. Seventh grade or something like that. Uh, ever since I listened to them, I just fell in love. They're my favorite band. But it was weird because when I did that Spotify, look at the reflection on your year, Silverstein was number five on the list. Interesting. Because I've listened to them so much and mm-hmm. I have other ways of listening to them. I mean, I have all their vinyls upstairs. I have all their CDs too. I just collect every media that they have. Yep. 
So just particularly on Spotify, he told me that there's one artist, which I did fall in love with this year. And I'm surprised with how many people actually know him. He is from Scotland or Ireland or something. If you say Ed Sheeran. No. Okay. Not many people know him. His name's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> no. Uh, the uh, His name is Dermot Kennedy. You've ever heard of him? Nah. He is incredible. Okay. He is just this awesome voice. He is from Ireland or England or Scotland or somewhere around there. And I'm sure he would love whiskey if we had him on the show. If, if he's listening to this, oh, please come on. Obviously. That'd be sick. But um, he has two albums out, I think. And uh, the the one song that he does, is it's called Power Over Me. So if you have any free time and you want to listen to some new music, it's he's very authentic in his singing. He's not a a scene guy. He's not he literally is just singing. I would probably call it like more of a a pop or not even a pop. I don't even know what I would explain it as. Alternative maybe, I guess. Okay. But it's not anything like defined into one genre, I don't think. He's a very very talented singer and he's just this artist that I fell in love with this past year. Well, cool. How'd you find him? Uh, my cousin Tom actually okay. uh, showed him to me. If on YouTube, just all the suggested videos or whatever that come up, it just come and comes through one of those. Because if you have YouTube open all day listening to stuff, things are bound to come in that you've never heard of before. And that's how he found him. And I guess he's relatively, I wouldn't say big, but when I went on his Instagram, I saw like all these people that I know liked his stuff already. I'm like, how, about, how am I late to this party? Right. This dude is awesome. So if you haven't listened to him, you know Louis Capaldi? Yeah. He's similar to him, but like more not so loved themed, I guess. Okay. Because obviously Lewis's big song is Someone You Loved. Mm-hmm. It's not like such loved or mushy theme. It's more of a, I don't even know how to describe it. Just l- take yeah, a listen to it and definitely let me know what your thoughts are. But he's my favorite artist right now. Cool. Yeah, he's a beast. I like that. And Parkway Drive has seven albums. Seven albums? Yeah. Wow. They've been around for a while. Yeah. Silverstein, I believe, has nine now. Mm-hmm. Dude, this sleeve is going to get filled real quick. I actually go December 30th when we're supposed to record. That's awesome. To go to get this one finished up. That's All awesome. right, so next one, number two. Favorite movie. What is your new favorite movie or, again, your new found love for a movie in new movie? Let's do a new movie. So you asked for 2019 movies. So I had to go back and realize that the movies I love were not made in 2019. What was it? So... I had to stick to 2019. Well, what would be your answer if I didn't say 2019? <clears throat> oh, God. Cleo's putting in her piece, you know? It wouldn't <laughs> this be is how age you age. know it's the Buffalo Happy Hour. That's it. I don't even... I couldn't even tell you one of my... Like, I, my favorite movie of all time, I can't name. Really? Yeah, I just... There's, they're all tied for, like, the top five, top ten. But anyways, my favorite in 2019, obviously Frozen 2, Get Over Yourself. Oh my god, I can't stand you. Uh, Triple Frontier was also up there, and John Wick 3 was also up there. I haven't watched any of the John Wicks. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. So, take care, everybody. Have a good night. (laughs) Go watch it. Like, what what are you doing? I I don't know. But next year, John Wick 4 and The Matrix are coming out on the same day next year. Wait, The Matrix? Yeah, they're going to do a Matrix 4. Why? It's over with. I don't know. That could be a 1,000% false rumor that I heard, but that's what I heard, is that The Matrix 4 is coming out. Did you ever look and like figure out what The Matrix was all about 
instead of this one dude that wears sunglasses indoors and can stop bullets. <laughs> no, dude, he's the one. Yeah, but honestly, he's that's one of the one. coolest trilogies to oh, ever yeah. exist. And but, most people hate on it because they're like, you're a nerd. Yeah. You, All right, dude. You really think that you can bend backwards like that? It's totally not true. <laughs> you can bend spoons? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is everyone with shaved heads? That's, like, who's this grandma? If you inserted something into the back of someone's head, they die. <laughs> like, yeah, we know. That's the premise of this movie. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yo, but I fucked with Trinity. I loved her. Yeah, she's she awesome. was my favorite. When that movie first came out and like there was that one scene, spoiler alert, where she's falling by, like down on the skyscraper and she's shooting up at Mr. Smith, I think it was, and uh, he ends up killing her. Like That broke my heart. I mean, he didn't because Neo pulled well, the bullet out of her body. Yeah, because spoiler that's alert. totally feasible. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one. <laughs> All right, anyways, what, what is yours? Well, you never told me what your new one is. Did you? Yeah, I said Triple Frontier and John Wick oh, 3. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, man. My bad. All right. So mine, I actually saw it too. <clears throat> now I'm going to preface this by saying it was my most. What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> it, you know. This is a huge topic of discussion, but finish your thought. What are you, so, what are you trying to say? I don't know anymore. So <laughs> what I was trying to say is. It's not necessarily my favorite movie, but it was my favorite surprise. Like, I went into it thinking that I was going to hate it. I'm not a big Bill Hader fan, first of all. Sorry, man, if you're listening. Not a big Bill Hader fan. I do not. I thought that the concept, especially of it being 27 years between each reason that this clown comes back or whatever, um, I thought that it was going to be lame because you have this cast with the kid from Stranger Things, and now two years later you're going to have a whole totally different cast that is supposedly 27 years in the future. I did not like it going into it, but as I went through the movie, I actually fell in love with the characters again and a different reason why um, I thought it was going to. So it was not my favorite, but it was my favorite movie that I unexpectedly thought I wouldn't like that I actually did. Why are you, like, not interested in this at all? So, here's the thing about It. It's not real. Killer's clowns don't exist. I like sleep. Therefore, I don't Oh, yeah, watch. you don't like scary movies. I don't do horror films. I don't like horror films. That's not my cup of tea. If I see a clown, I'm going to protect myself and shoot him. Like, it's not... As in, if he's endangering my life, like he does in the movie It. <laughs> if I see any clown on the street, he's going down. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to go willy-nilly find clowns. No, like oh, if some, my God. If some dude comes at me with a sword and he's dressed like a clown. He doesn't come at you with, uh, with a sword, though. He comes up to you and, listen, while you're walking a sewer grate and he goes, Hi, Georgie. Yeah, it's Pennywise. I, listen, don't give me nightmares. I understand. <laughs> I've seen the first one. I couldn't even watch most of it. I was, really? I saw the, it the first first one or the remake first one? No, the remake first okay. one. I just, it's not not my cup of tea, man. Not my cup of okay. tea. So just to clarify, because <clears throat> red flag laws are a thing, I'm not just going to go randomly <laughs> oh, shoot people. Yeah. Just please know that... <laughs> Like this, it's you're not gonna cool. be arrested tomorrow. Yeah, it, it's not cool to terrorize random people. All <laughs> yeah. right, let's all just oh, God, spread love and hugs. But right? okay, Don't do so drugs. outside of scary movies, my other favorite movie that I found out this year, just because it just released literally like four weeks ago, was The Irishman. Did you watch that yet? Yeah, obviously, dude. That was sick. Yeah, of course it was. That was insane. Yeah, it was a good movie. All of those together, one. I don't know why um, De Niro played a, an Irish guy. He should have been Italian from the start. Call it something <laughs> different. He's clearly not Italian or Irish. The only thing that I would say about that movie was 
the CGI on it to try to make him look like he was 40 or 35 or whatever was way too far off. Right. They should have gotten young guys to play that role. Like, there's some people out there that could have played a younger version of Al Pacino, which would have been sick Mm -hmm. because he looks, I'll tell you after, but he looks exactly like Al Pacino. Um, So there could have been ways around it to make the movie a little bit more believable. And so you're not seeing De Niro walk around with a limp because he's like 87 years old when he's trying to pretend like he's 20. Right. So that would have been my only critique of it. But all in all, it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, it was. It was long. If you sit there and you're invested into it, you'll love it. But if you're not into it, it's a three and a half hour long movie. So you're not going to be, it's not going to hold your attention the whole time. Right. And I also like about it, they could have gone and marketed it like it was a Godfather movie. But they didn't. They did a completely different way on it. Um, it. It was really cool the way that they marketed it to get people's hopes in a different perspective rather than it being like a, a Godfather remake or something along those lines. So right. I like that movie a lot. All right. Favorite series. I, I When I texted you, I said TV show, but change it to series because I don't watch TV anymore. So what is your favorite TV show of or series of 2019? Jack Ryan season two. Again, I haven't watched Jack Ryan either. Oh, my God, dude. I know. I don't know why. Do you have Amazon? Yeah. Okay. Well, again, thanks. Take care. Like, what? I don't understand. I don't know why. I haven't watched John Wick or Jack Ryan, and those have been easily the two most influential. Are you taking notes on how bad of a person I am? A thousand percent. Why are we friends? I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know why I haven't watched those. Do better. (laughs) Be an athlete and watch Jack Uh, Ryan. Actually, the trailer for uh, Quiet Place just came out today. Uh huh. He filmed it in Akron. I know. That's why like everyone was pumped about it. Yeah. It just came out today. Yeah. Um. It didn't show anything. The trailer was literally just Emily Blunt walking in a straight line, and then they cut it. But I mean, you got to build suspense somehow. Oh yeah. But it was pretty cool. My favorite series, <clears throat> Living with Yourself. Again, a recent film, a recent series that just came out. Beautiful. It's a beautiful piece of art. I got nothing on it. You've never know. heard of it? Nope. Do you have Netflix? You do. Yeah. So. It's 2020. <laughs> not yet. Tomorrow when this airs. In two days. So Living With Yourself is a uh, eight episode series. Each episode is like 30 minutes long. And it's with Paul Rudd. Okay. <clears throat> First of all, love, love Paul Rudd. Huge, huge fan of him. He, the premise of this is that he goes to a massage parlor to relieve some stress his co-worker said that he went to this massage parlor and when he got out of this massage parlor it was he was a thousand percent a completely different person so paul rudd paid fifty thousand dollars to go to this massage parlor and when he goes in there the massage parlor actually takes your dna and this is all within like the first five minutes so i'm not really spoiling anything um takes your dna and clones you and then when they clone you they give you all of like incredibly motivated and positive attributes that would make you like the superhuman without making you a superhero, but they make you the superhuman and they kill the old one. The issue is that they didn't really kill the old one. They just buried him and then they come back to life. And now there's two Paul Rudds throughout the whole show. So now it's this conflict between the new Paul Rudd is like this perfect human. And then there has to be a give and take between when the real Paul Rudd comes out or when the fake Paul Rudd, the real one comes out. It's a really interesting show that is very humorous, too. Highly suggested. What a mind trip. I know. Very good. Interesting. Very good. 
All right, favorite podcast. What's your favorite podcast that you're listening to right now? Other than ours, obviously. Obviously. University of Badassery. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to explain what it's about? Yeah. So Please do. The University of Badassery is two hosts. So is it like ours. the Trey White Goalie Academy? No, it's not like Trey White Goalie <laughs> Academy. And it incorporates a guy named Pat McNamara, who is prior Delta Force, and they discuss tons of different topics. Um, they work with different law enforcement officers. They work with dudes that are former Army and he brings guests on his show and they share stories just to have a really good conversation. But uh, Pat Mack is a guy that makes you feel like the most, not even beta, but like omega human being in the world where you're not ready to do anything <laughs> in life at all. Um, he has everything figured out. He always posts like basic dude stuff Wednesdays. So he'll just rappel off of his house. Um, he'll like make his wife dinner. He'll do land nav. He'll go to a range and shoot and then work out afterwards. And it's all functional training. He made his own strength training program. Jesus. Like the dude's just everything you would want to be as a male. Great role model. Barely swears. And he's extremely intelligent. And well, everything. Yeah. So everything he says is a purpose. But that's definitely up there for favorites. And then the other one is busting with the boys. And their pod is a riot. Yeah. And it's. It used to be two Tennessee Titans that started a podcast. One is Taylor Lewan, and then the other is Will Compton. And then Taylor Lewan's our left tackle. He's the one that talked trash with Shaq Lawson mm-hmm. on Twitter when we played him. And then Will Compton is the linebacker that recently signed with Oakland. Oh, okay. So they have... Are they going to continue the podcast then or no? Yeah. Uh, they've wrapped up season one, and then now they're focusing on the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to come back. But they have a ton of different hosts that are prior players... Bills, former Bills were on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Jordan Matthew. Oh, okay. The wide receiver. He talked about his time in Buffalo. But they're just Did really cool. Did he trash cool. it? No. He was here for like a minute and a half. He said that being in Buffalo actually helped him because it worked in his recovery. Really? Yeah, because remember he was hurt. Because he never played. <laughs> well, he w- we signed him hurt. Yeah. And then he left the Eagles. And when he left the Eagles, they won the Super Bowl. And then he went to Buffalo. And then he went to... New England, and then when he left New England, New England won the Super Bowl, and then he went back to uh, New England, or the Eagles. Yeah. So regardless, he was like bouncing all over the place, but then the team that he left ended up going to the, the show. Yeah. So he talks about that. But yeah, he's um, it was a really good interview, but they're, they're awesome. They have a lot of good inside jokes, and they have a really good podcast. So bustle with the boys. Yeah. What about you? Mine, <clears throat> I have two of them. So one of them is the Fantasy Football Podcast. Fantasy mm-hmm. footballers. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite. I love them. Jason uh, Jason Moore, Andy Holloway, and Mike Wright, they do a fantastic show. Uh, just talking all fantasy football. They have another podcast, The Spitballers. I haven't watched that yet, but they're very cool people. Um, give you awesome advice. And I won one of my leagues this year because of them. So they're, they're good people. Go. Um, but, yeah, so that's definitely a cool one to watch. They film actually all year long, even when football's not in season. Because they talk about like recent news and they go through the scouting combine and all that stuff. So very informative podcast. It, it's very unique to have a football podcast go through the whole year, but they do. So I highly recommend that if you're listening to fantasy football. Uh, the other one is actually the Jesselneck and Rosenthal Vanity Project, JRVB. Um, if you ever listen to them, do you know who Anthony Jesselneck is? He is a Wait, com- the comedian? Yeah. He has his own podcast? Dude, he has his own podcast with Greg Rosenthal from the NFL Network. It is hilarious. His dark humor makes me like 
Dude, he is so funny. Yes. And the podcast is the exact same way. So it's them two, and um, they just talk about everything. It started off with it being called the Rosenthal and Justin McVanity Project, which they talked primarily about um, football. But now they're on to completely different stuff. They talk about everything not football-related. Um, and then they have a producer, Erica, who has her own segment, too. It's a very, very entertaining podcast and highly recommend that, too. They're on Spotify? They're, yeah, they're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. They don't do YouTube. Uh, the fantasy footballers actually do YouTube, too. But, um, yeah, very, very entertaining podcast. That came up as one of my most listened to podcasts other than us uh, for the year 2019. That's a very, like, weird experience. So look at your most listened to podcast and, like, Buffalo Happy Hour, really? It's me. Right. I listen to my own. I'm such a narcissistic dude. It was interesting when <laughs> we first figured out our photos when we first started. Mm-hmm. And then I plugged my phone into my truck and then Apple CarPlay came up and I saw my own face in my truck. <laughs> and I'm I almost like, veered off the road. Yeah. I was <gasps> like, oh. Luckily, I was in my driveway. Yeah. But I just kind of sat there and stared at it. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. And then I heard myself and I'm like, also weird. Yeah, very weird. It was pretty cool. Why are we famous? Um <laughs> I was Number just going to say something else. The Oh, yeah. Also, kind of talking about podcasts and seasons. So, we are actually going to end season one about after us, this right? episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're going to end season one after this episode that's released right now. We're it's cutting it off. We're done. We're not doing podcasting anymore. That's it. Calling no. it. We're, we're going to do a season a year. So, we can try to organize some of this stuff, especially on YouTube and the podcast platforms. Organize it in folders that make more sense. Mm-hmm. And also next year, we're going to be venturing into other areas, not just whiskey related. So we kind of want to keep the whiskey and the liquor in one season, which is season one. We're going to be doing more liquor and whiskey stuff in season two, but we just wanted to cut it off here, have an ending point, and then start back up again the, the first of the year. So yeah, just, a, just let you know for that change. There's a lot of stuff coming up in 2020. We're Ton. doing way, way more things mm-hmm. than just a bourbon or a rye or a coffee liqueur mm-hmm. or a bourbon cream um, or a gin. Yeah. I'm stoked, dude. We have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. All right. So the biggest milestone, this one this one could be quick. And it's actually going to be pretty cheesy for mine. But what is yours? What was your biggest milestone of this past year? You know what mine is. Is it the same as mine? Mine is getting out of the army. Oh, yeah, that's true. Not the same as mine. Did not go to the army. No. So I know. definitely know what yours is, though. Hell yeah, think about it. Absolutely. Doing this podcast, bro. Yes, It's about time. Yes. We literally have been talking about this for years. We have. And we finally pulled the trigger on it. I mean, nothing like what we said earlier about pulling triggers against clowns. Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is definitely coming down after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yes. Dude, you just got to go full circle with it. But, yeah. Not like a drum magazine circle. Jesus Christ. But, yes. I'm glad glad we finally did You really have to take a shot. Not that type of shot, but you know what I mean. Um... But yeah, so we've been really talking about this, and we w- wanted to, like, <laughs> dying. <laughs> we we wanted to do this for a very long time. We did. So it's it's nice that this year we finally were able to actually pull like actually pull the trigger. On this. <laughs> Dude, I can't even. Oh my god! I feel like I'm in who's line. All right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, th- that would be our biggest milestones of this year. Love you too, Cleo. Yes, that was. This is a. Uh, I think she's on a timer, man. I think she's got the same timer that you have for your phone. Every like, every day at five forty, she has to just start barking. I don't understand this dog. All right, but anyway. So that was our yearly rewind with our yearly favorites and everything. Yes. Um. Let us know if you like that section because that was kind of fun for us to do. Yeah, that was right. 
we, we want to do some sort of fun segment every episode to, to keep people entertained and not just talk about whiskey all the time. And not just talk about the bills, which we have to talk about right now. Yeah, we do. And it's not going to be long because we just hit it. Yeah. But I wanted to throw a stat out, which was the first season comparison stats between Tom Brady and Josh Allen. Everyone talks about how great Tom Brady is. I get it. And I understand. He's been in the league forever. He does well. But looking back, there's always fans that talk about Josh Allen is not the answer to the franchise. He's garbage. And we should bench him for... Barkley. Whatever second stringer or third stringer we have. It's annoying. So, Tom Brady in his first year had 2,843 yards. Josh Allen had 2,876 yards. Wow. Tom Brady had 18 touchdowns. Josh Allen had 18 touchdowns. Tom Brady had 12 interceptions. Josh Allen had 9. Tom Brady had a passer rating of 86.5. And Josh Allen had a rating of 84.6. Really? Through his first seasons. So that I thought was interesting. Also, I'm not taking credit for that. My high school head coach posted that. And he was stoked about us taking the throne and defeating the Patriots on that Saturday night game. Mm -hmm. Um, So... This is getting released after that game. Yeah, so we definitely beat him. Yeah, so we definitely beat him because we're recording before <clears throat> the Last game. time he said that, though, we lost. So we didn't beat him. Let's... There's a chance anything can happen. Yeah, I know. I'm staying optimistic. I'm just scared. But yes. So interestingly enough, Josh Allen and Tom Brady had the same year, first year in the league. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a pretty cool stat. What do you got? So... Since this is coming out, actually, two weeks after that, or a week after that game. Mm-hmm. So, when this releases, we just played the Jets yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So, this is a little bit more of a... I went to look at this stat to see how cool this would be, because I thought that it would show the point of Josh Allen is very good, but it actually showed the wrong point, which isn't necessarily my idea, but we're going to go with it anyway, because everything needs to be said. Okay. For the past three games, granted, the Bills have played difficult opponents the past three games. We played the Steelers, we played who is the the Ravens, and then we played who's before the Ravens. Was it Denver? Denver, yeah. So very good defenses, and the mm-hmm. Jets have not played very good defenses. Right. But Darnold over the last three games had a quarterback rating of seventy one point four, eighty six point six, and eighty five point two. Josh Allen had one hundred and twenty percent passer rating which was against the cowboys that's what it was oh that's right the cowboys, cowboys. giving then the 62.6 against the um ravens and then the 65.3 against the uh game we just played against the um why can't i think of it who we just play steelers, steelers. jesus christ um so they're showing a little regression there from not regression but worse passer rating on Josh Allen's part over the past two weeks than Darnold does, but because we were playing literally elite defenses. People didn't don't understand how good Pittsburgh's defense actually is. That and our receivers don't catch the damn ball. Correct. We had a lot of drop passes. Um, the last time that we played the Jets, Sam Darnold had an 84.3% passer rating, and Josh Allen had a 71.2. That's interesting because the defenses are um... – Ours is only getting better yeah. as the season goes on. The Patriots is not. I, I saw that stat, too. Do you remember that stat off the top of your head? No. It was the, the Patriots only allowed like 12 points per game 
at the start of the season for the first no, couple weeks. It was like nine. I think it was oh, nine. single digit single digits. Yeah, it was nine, and the Bills did seventeen. Mm-hmm. And then over the past like five weeks, it was flip flopped. It was the Bills were like at twelve points a game, and the Patriots were at like seventeen or nineteen. Yeah. So we've done actually pretty well. Mm-hmm. I I do think that we have a chance to beat the Patriots. We have a chance to beat the Jets, and it would be crazy if we ended up at the top of the division. Yeah, I mean, if Fitz shows up, who knows? That's true. Who knows? But yes, it's a uh, it's been a great year regardless. Who? Oh, if Fitz shows up against New England, Fitz, correct? I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, because the Dolphins would have the, to lose against yeah. New England, or I'm sorry, the, the, the Dolphins would have to win. Correct. The Dolphins right. would have to win against New England. But Miami or uh, since he almost beat him at the halftime, since he was winning, dude, that happens all the time. Brady and Belichick make adjustments in the second half, and then they just win because the game. they keep watching people sidelines. Oh my goodness, <laughs> they're still investigating that. Yeah, they they haven't come to a conclusion yet, and it's damning. Yeah, have you listened? Their evidence is not good. Did at you all. see the video? Yeah, <laughs> the guy That's what we said last episode. It looks horrible on them. I just watched it before we did this episode, and the guy that was recording was like, "I can just delete it. Like it doesn't matter. I can just delete it." Everyone's like, "No, you can't delete it." Yeah, you're under an investigation, yeah, idiot. Yeah, um, yeah, that was crazy. Goodness. Good stuff, though. It'll be cool. But either way, we're going into the playoffs, and right now it looks like we're playing the Texans, which is a winnable game, too, because their defense is atrocious. So we'll we'll see. It'll be an interesting interesting wild card round. Sure will. All right, after this, should we do the, the cocktail section? Let's do it. <clears throat> All right, drop that beat. Cocktail. So my cocktail is the hard-pressed cider. Ooh. This is off their menu. Really? Pretty stoked about it. It includes this bourbon uh, and a local apple cider and mulling spices. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you shake it or is it just... Hold on. Can you repeat that again? Yeah. Bourbon, local apple cider, mulling spices. Okay. So it's probably just a stir. Yeah. Real quick stir. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. I went New Year's New Year's themed. There you go. So I wanted to do a, a cocktail that is you can drink going into the new year. So this one... It's called Set the New Year on Fire. Oh, my God. I was going to do an Alicia Keys and just go off on that fire, but I'm, I'm not going really to. I'm really glad you didn't. <laughs> Set this. No. <laughs> um, so it's three-fourths ounce, three of an ounce of fresh lime juice, one-half an ounce of simple syrup, six mint leaves. You put that down at the bottom of the cup and you muddle it, um, fill that with ice, and then you actually pour two ounces of single malt scotch on top. So we're doing a scotch instead of a bourbon. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Uh, and they suggest a bowl, a bowl mirror 12. Uh, and then you add more ice on top of that, a half ounce of Campari, and then you top it with a, um, a the half of the lime that you already squeezed out for the lime juice, and you light it on fire, and you serve it like that. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we'll just start fires. No problem. I was going to suggest a sparkling blood orange with bourbon, but um, it's another uh, New Year's cocktail, but... Please drink responsibly in all sense of that phrase. Yeah, really. Goodness. Should we do the rating? Yeah, dude. Dude. (laughs) Label. I got heartburn. So you want to incorporate label branding and and the bottle all in one? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A plus, 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 check mark. Oh, we're going four. Oh, yeah. I like that, too. All right. I like it because this is... So outside of the cast and crew that we're going to be featuring next week... Right? Yeah, next week. Outside of the casting crew that we're going to be featuring next week, this is the only bottle that we've had where the bottle is specific to the distillery. 
because it says Hartman's on the bottle. On the physical bottle, yeah. Correct, yeah. Like, yeah. obviously, the, the Buffalo Distilling has unique shape. Three-quarter has unique shape, but it doesn't necessarily call the company out on the bottle, mm-hmm. whereas this is the only one. So I, I agree that four marks are appropriate for this one. I concur. Michael? I concur. What do you think about the nose? I love the nose. I'm picking up so many different things. Dude. But I give it an A++. So, you know, I'm going to go one up. I'm going to go A++ because you're getting so many flavors with this. I don't know how they did that. I don't either. I'm getting... I don't either. Like cherries, dark berries, and then... Cherries and dark berries. (laughs) That was my rap name. Um, And then like caramel, vanilla, and brown sugar. I'm getting a lot through the nose. That's all in the nose? Yeah. You don't get that? Like think right now of cherries and smell it. Yeah, I, I definitely get cherry. And then brown sugar. Like I can smell everything in this. This is a very complex nose. I can faintly I can faintly pick up the brown sugar, but it's not it's No, it's not overpowering. Cherry. It's right. mainly cherry and a little vanilla I'm, I'm getting. And then the brown sugar and honey and dark berries are kind of on the back end. Initial tastes. Wee woo. Hi, Wumbo. You, Wumbo. You gotta try my family's famous chili. Um, Cherry? This is tough. My ending note, I'm getting vanilla. God, dude, this is so good. This is, is so smooth. This is very dynamic. I can't put my... Come on, Justin. Why'd you go <clears throat> to the... Moonshine University's <laughs> Distillers course in Louisville. Because I can't our take plan. this. Yeah, this is way too sophisticated of a whiskey for me to even rate. But um, I'm getting... You're right, vanilla on the back end. A vanilla and <clears throat> a spice on the back end, too. Yeah, I'm picking up a spice. That's a really good call. Yeah. Thanks, dude. That was probably the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Um, and then the oh initial, <laughs> and then the initial taste. A vanilla, an oak maybe. I don't know what I'm getting for the initial taste. It's a weird one. What are you getting? There's a little bit of oak, but the oak is like. And intermediate between the initial and the ending. Because you can still, at the ending, you can still kind of pick up that faint little bit right. of oak. Vanilla and cherry on the on the front. <clears throat> and the initial taste for me. Yeah, and then spice and... Okay, yeah, I like that. And spice and... Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, this is very, very good. Yeah, it is. I definitely recommend it. I think I'm going to surprise you with the rating. Oh, this is goodness. All right, so what do you want to give it for an initial taste? A... Plus, plus, plus. Three pluses. Okay. Ending. A plus check mark check mark. Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) We talk. Final rating. We talk like it is so so scientific. It is A plus check mark check mark. It's the Buffalo Happy Hour podcast. Yeah, I agree with that. It's the rating scheme. (laughs) I love this, dude. This makes me so happy. 
final oh, dude, rating. That was awesome. I sound like a smoker when I laugh. I don't know why. I've never smoked a day of my life, but like I get that wheezing sound. Um, yeah, you're that was that story. was funny. All right. So anyway, final rating. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Ninety-seven. 97. Nice, dude. Come on, there dude. There we go. That was easily our best one. Yeah, this is good. No, no knock on anything that we've tried right. in the previous twelve episodes, but this is really good. If this is what they're doing with MGP source whiskey, I cannot wait to see what they're going to do with their own stuff. Yeah, I'm stoked because this dude's a whiz. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he obviously graduated from a, a school in Kentucky, but yeah. I'm just I'm pumped for this. And also, shout out to his wife because she's putting up with him, and she's a total sweetheart. Yeah, true. She's super nice. She's very nice. Very nice. And thanks for getting him to move back here. Yeah, really. Props. And the partner, Cameron, too. So it's Justin Hartman's mm. the one that owns it. Mm-hmm. And Cameron is his partner. And he was a sweet guy, too. Yeah. Uh, we, we were there talking with him when Justin wasn't there. Very, very cool couple guys. 1,000% recommend. Go look at them. Go yeah. to their place. Try some whiskey. Try anything. They're masterminds. Yeah, they, they got a good vibe to their place. I like it. We should try their gin now then. We've had gin. Mm-hmm. See what it's about. Yeah. I'm down. Very cool. All right, so that really concludes the episode, man. Yeah, man. We flew through this one. Yeah, we touched on everything. We, um, we we're got, right at an hour right now. Yeah, I think, we got right? 30 seconds left. All right, let me talk fast. All right, so what we're going to do here is... No, I'm just kidding. All right, so I this is it. the I end of the podcast. You yeah, got it? Go for it. This is it. The year's over with. I appreciate everybody's support through season one. Uh, give us a like, comment, subscribe. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're looking forward to you guys listening to us in season two. And... Be on the lookout soon for t-shirts mm-hmm. because that's happening soon. Portion of every sale is going to Western New York Heroes, and they work with disabled vets, widows of deceased service members, um, and Gold Star families, which means their kids. So all of the proceeds or portion of the proceeds on every sale. So all the sales is going to them. Mm-hmm. So we're excited for that. Be on the lookout. Let us know what size you want, and uh, and go Bills. Yeah, this is about episode, what, 13? 13, dude. 13 of the Buffalo Happy Hour, Mike. Yeah, man. Everyone drink responsibly. And enjoy. We're out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.